G'day punters, welcome to the Sydney preview show. We've got the golden gift and the hot Danish this weekend at Rose Hill. Mark Sheen, I'll throw to you first. Uh, it's a bit wet in Sydney, I think it's fair to say, but the track, according to Racing New South Wales, is still a soft seven. Uh, what's the latest in terms of the overall precipitation? Yeah, well, since that, that was posted earlier this morning, we've had uh, good rain throughout the day, a bit of a break, and then uh, rain again's come. So, um, I'm not sure what the track will end up, but uh, you definitely want a wet trackers for the day. Okay. Uh, Mark Roden, first inspection on the card. What are you thinking? Yeah, look, it looks difficult. I mean, I, I'm doing it for um, heavy. I mean, it's got to be heavy now. Yeah. They've had another, at least 12 mils or something since this morning. It's got to be heavy. Um, might improve tomorrow, but then there's even showers forecast on the day. So um, it's tricky. The two-year-old's got to be a tricky race. The, um, very little wet form in that. Um, pretty big fields and a mix of form too. So yes, I'm not not hugely confident at first glance. Okay, uh, we'll just quickly touch on. Uh, there's a bit fair, been a fair bit of Sydney form so far this week at uh, in Melbourne at Flemington. But uh, Mark Sheen, there were a few notable winners during the card, but then also Montefilia went down as the short favourite. Uh, any impression there on the on the Oaks in particular? Yeah, just thought she was probably a bit closer than I thought she would, but um, she's a very lightly framed filly. So, uh, look, he, he tried to give her that break uh, going to the race. I don't know what it was, 25-odd days or so. A lot of people are saying should have run in the wakeful, but I, I doubt looking at her physically she could have uh, backed up from a wakeful and then straight into an Oaks. Um, and maybe just a touch too close in the run um, is the first thought, but maybe she didn't stay the trip as well. Yep. And uh, we, we spoke about it just before on air. The uh, the last race uh, with Marbusha just getting nosed out by the favourite there with Pike on board and Written Beauty. Yeah, well, I backed Marbusha to beat Written Beauty at Canterbury and uh, I was disappointed with Marbusha there. And halfway up the straight today when it uh, dashed in front, I said, I'll turn it up. It was $25 on Betfair, I think. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it's all so well that ends well. <laughs> Exactly, but uh, obviously Rocker Clock uh, got the job done for Bowman and O'Shea, and they had Burdebeck uh, in the uh, in race five as well. So uh, it's a pretty good day for the Sydney side. It's just backing all the Sydney form blindly is working quite well for me today. Um, okay, let's get started. The Golden Gift, the two-year-old race over eleven hundred meters. Uh, the market will come up first, and then my attempt at a speed map. Uh, I've got no idea if that's going to be roughly accurate or not, but. Mark Shen, I'll start with yourself. We've got three first starters here. And as Mark Roden pointed out, there's not a whole heap of soft track form or wet track form. Um, anything that's taking your eye at this early stage? Oh, look, I think uh, Captivant certainly uh, paraded beautifully the other day. He's a lovely type of horse, and I think he'd only improved from that run. Had a bit of purpose in the yard before he won that race. Admittedly, had a good run with three horses attacking the lead, uh, attacking each other in front, and he sat back. But... I think he'll come off that. He had a very soft trial going into that, so I think he's only can improve. Uh, look, Ghost Rider really surprised me. When, when I first saw that trial, I thought, oh, that doesn't look that great. But then Tiger and Malay came out of that trial as well, and then he went to Brisbane, raced on the speed with the blinkers on. He looks, uh, you know, he might be a tough customer who's improved every trial and then into his run. So I've gone two from one, but you're really, excuse me, but you're really guessing a little bit with the with the weather. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, Mark Roden, anything uh, that you're looking at at this point in time? <coughs> um, yeah, it's hard to be too confident given the likely track condition. Um, Captivon certainly 
I think, has an edge on the race on uh, figures here, mm. for sure. Um, the, the thing from Melbourne, um, Sneaky Five, has come up eye-wateringly short. I suppose it's because it's got the soft track win, but uh, just on the times, it's nowhere near captivant, in, in my opinion. Um, but against that, you know, when uh, captivant ran a pretty good figure uh, first up and history is littered with second-start two-year-olds going over at short prices off um, big-figure first-up wins. So, uh, especially given the track, I don't think I'm going to be charging in. I mean, he's actually not that short at the moment. He's, he's around 350. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I might take the risk, but I'll, I'll have to have a think about it. And I thought it um, just both on brooding and the fact that they handled a pretty soft track um, at their first start in the same race, um, Surda and Mura, Mura, the fillies down nine and ten. Um, Mura, Mura was favoured, I think, in that race and had a pretty uh, wide trip. Surda closed off well and it's by Schnitzel, they all, all handled. So if uh, if I'm looking for a wet tracker to win the race and looking around Captive on, it wouldn't be Sneaky Five, it'd be Surda or Mura, uh, Mura, Mura. Okay, I like that there. Um, any joy for yourself, Mark Shan, with any of these first starters coming out of the trial? Any of them sort of take your idol? First starters, no, I uh, no, they didn't jump out at me. This group, there's three first starters there, and I think the race ones might have it on them. Okay. We'll jump I was in. very wrong last time in the two-year-old, so I could be wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll head to race seven, which is the hot Danish over 1,400. Uh, it's a very even market at this early stage. We're seeing Sabatiano, who's uh, coming back after one trial and 35 days off or so. Uh, Mark Roden, in terms of the map, does it look relatively straightforward to your eye? Uh, I'll just bring my map up here. Um, Sweet Deal, Arathia, positive piece in some sort of arrangement up forward. Probably not positive piece leading, but um, Arathia's blinkers back on. So yep. that'll be pressing on. Uh, it might even take it up if if they're dead keen to lead. Sweet Deal and positive piece might... Um, where I have it. Um, Sabatiano will be up there somewhere. It's drawn 12. I assume it just goes forward. Uh, behind that, I've got the likes of Tricky Gals subpoenaed, and I don't think Wanderbar will be that far away from gate four. Yep. Uh, Mark, Shane, now we, I think you only really had to have eyes as part of your anatomy to see the run of Wunderbar last start. Uh, are you sticking with that galloper once more? Look, she's got a good chance, but she does meet uh, positive piece three kilos worse. This was a, it's a different grade of weight uh, here, but uh, against that, she's an absolute mudlark. Um, I, if this gets into the heavier range, I think Sabatiano and Madame Rouge might be sly queries here. Sabatiano did win on a slow track at Rose Hill one day, but I, I've always in the past thought that she was, you know, a bit touchy on really bad ground. Um, she did trial okay the other day, but her last two wins have both been first up. I know they've tried to freshen her up and come back. But if it gets into the heavy range, I'm probably going to bet around one and two. I know they've got the class, but I'm with positive peace and Wonderbar out of that same race. So I'm with positive peace. I think she'll land outside Erythea and there. And I think the step up to 1,400 metres is actually in her favour. Yep, I tend to agree with that. Uh, positive pace over 1,200 last start. Mark Roden that uh, managed to, I guess, cause a bit of an upset, it must be said. But um, we've had time for this horse, this prep. Are you siding with it in race seven on Saturday? Yeah, I think it's backable at around better than $6 or whatever it is. I think that's acceptable. Uh, 1400 should set her even better, I think, than 1200 That was my... 1200 was with my was my concern with her last time. 
Um, I think 1,400 suits are even better. Gentle tempo, uh, theoretically at least. And yes, a, a, a gun went tracker. So um, yeah, I'd have her on top. Sabatiana, I'm, I'm, yeah, I totally agree. One on a soft track, which I don't think was even that bad uh, in the autumn. Uh, did rate very well that day. But yeah, if that, you know, if that was really only a soft five or something, you know, if, and it's in the heavy range, it could be a different kettle of fish. Um, and and she might. I mean, her trial did look good since her Melbourne failures, so on that score, I'd give her another chance. But uh, if it's too wet, I, I wouldn't be keen. What do you uh, put failures down to, though? Um, she's is she looking for sting out of the track now? Well, it's I don't know because she was up on the speed in races that were pretty moderately run, and yeah, she was beaten soon after straightening in both. It was they're terrible runs, but I, I like the way she closed off in the trial. So yeah. Yeah, it's a real mystery. And I, well, normally she's a bit more consistent than that, isn't she? Like, she did give up uh, pretty quickly both runs. Yeah, and um, I wonder if it's... Yeah, she, she raced to a reasonable level all the way through the autumn until I think she was her worst run was her last one, the Sangster. Now, she's come back and won first up and then gone right back to, you know, two levels off her best. So, she is six. Maybe it's, maybe it's all over. I don't know. Um... And either way, if it's if it's heavy nine or something, I, I think I'll just give her a miss. Um, Wanda Bar, definite chance. I'd, yeah, worse off at the weights, and I'm not madly in love with the jockey change either, uh, if she's going to be close to favourite. And oh, maybe one more chance of peanut. I mean, this has got to be an afterthought after the, the big race last week, but she was in completely the wrong spot there. Not enough to say that it was the wet track to beat her, and um, she'd handled soft seven or right before. Mm. Uh, just a double-figure odds. He's just another one I'd be giving some sort of chance to. Not a, not a race I want to have max bets in, but I think positive pieces backable and it probably saves some peanut. Okay, very good. For what it's worth, I'll be going positive piece and Wonderbar. Um, so I'm lining up with Mark Sheen and half of Mark Roden there. All right, race eight is a benchmark 78 over the 1300. And at the moment, Promotions is favourite in front of Frosty Rocks. In terms of the map, well, I've got uh, Frosty Rocks leading with promotions probably settling outside of it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Bold and Wild tried to come across. Uh, Mark Sheen, did you have anything further to add to the map? I thought it was reasonably one-dimensional. Yeah, uh, Americana Magic can get up there on occasion. Um, yeah. Just depends what they want to do on it, but I think I think you're pretty spot on there with that map. Okay, very good. Uh, Eric what... Hedge went forward in its trial. That's the only yeah, other. Yes, one. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Sheen, where'd you land in race eight? Have you, have you found anything? Uh, I don't think promotions would win a VC if he was at the war. Um, <laughs> he's been there to win a few times and he does put the hand up. I remember I was on him one day at Ramwick and he had a thing cold and he just wouldn't go straight past it. Look, I know the format of his last run is good. Mm. Uh, I think first and third are both one off it, but yeah, I'm, I'm not fussed on him at the price. Um, I think Frosty Rocks, uh, he's a good wet tracker. Tom Sherry from an inside barrier. And I reckon Dream Circle, with no weight on its back, uh, was in the 15.50 the other day. I didn't like it at that distance uh, last start. Dropping right back in trip to 1,300 metres, I think with no weight on its back, uh, gives it a chance at odds. So I'm going one and I'm going to save on 13. Here at Kanji's a query for me. I thought his trial outstanding, but looks a bit of a risk in the wet. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Mark Roden, for yourself, anything in race eight? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with the market in that I've got these two well clear. I've got um, 
frosty rocks ahead of promotions. And promotions seems to have actually shortened up in the last little while, too, into as short as $3 in places. So um, I had another way around. So I'd be interested in Frosty Rocks. He's had two solid trials. He should be forward enough. He won first up last time, and he, he likes the wet. That, and as T. Sherry, they all look like ticks. Uh, promotions may not win a Victoria Cross, but he did win a Canberra Guineas. God bless him. I was on him that day. So maybe I've, I've been on the right side of him for the one time in my life and leave it at that. Um, price does look a bit short to me. Um, uh, some first uppers that were interesting and um, if Bolden Wild, Juventus, um, Hero, they all, uh, not, not Greek Hero, but certainly Juventus and Bolden Wild might need a dry, I think, drier than this. Um, Greek Hero, probably okay, but they've sort of found him at $9 anyway. I, I, as I said, I had Frosty Rocks from promotions and a, a big gap to the others, so uh, bearing that in mind, it looks like Frosty for me at this stage. Yep. I'll make that three out of three, Frosty Rocks, just given the the uh, ability of the horse to lead. Tom Sherry's riding in great form. I'm sure Rob will be all over it if uh, he finds Frosty on top out of the yard as well. All right. We'll bring us home in the last. Another benchmark, 78 over 1,300. Uh, the market's coming up first, then speed map next of all. Um, Mark Sheen, the, the last race on the card, uh, there's a couple of horses that have trialled. I think three is had the three trials, uh, and so is the favourite, Intrepidatious. Uh, either of those two take your eye? Oh, Intrepidatious is flying this time in. She's gone another level at the trials, and her win was outstanding. But uh, her, she does look a bit risky in the wet to me, and she hasn't been to 1,300 metres before, so that's the only query I had with her. But I think she is ticking over beautifully. Um, I found one at uh, double figures here, Turnstile. I thought this was given a very little chance at... Um, Kim, the last start. It's only had one run on a heavy and uh, ran in the race that was won by Rubasaki. Uh, I think it was a big race at uh, Warwick Farm there, True Detective. It was a pretty strong race. Face all the way there. So just looking for a lightweight here at a bit of odds. I think it's a tricky race. Uh, big query is McCushla, the New Zealand horse, who's got two massive wins on wet ground over there in New Zealand. I think running 115.8 or something for a 1200 meters so obviously a very good wet tracker and came from back in the field uh, both those heavy wins and hit the line quite strongly so uh, i'm going 14 from 12 going a little bit wide in the last yep uh, mark roden what did your ratings make of this uh new zealander coming across it's had the 27 days off or so just straight across from new zealand and straight to chris waller um just on our sort of Raw New Zealand figures not good enough, but um, I've got to be got to be wary of the um, the two big heavy track wings. I mean, if she's winning in one fifteen, though, it's probably not going to get wet enough for her. That might be the thing. She might not be quick enough. But, uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't know. It's interpretations in or anything for me this race, and uh, I, I wouldn't want to take three fifty on a heavy nine or ten. Um, but if we decide we want to look around it, I don't have much edge anyway. Unless I was going to back six or eight of them, I, I just cannot get any separation uh, among the others. Um, what do I have second? I had, um, oh, I was so taken, and you know, I might be screaming with it. I just thought it had some good wet track for million grids. This is actually a pretty big class drop, and it closed off okay last time. It, it, it could be back last or something, like that last second last from 15, though. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know, I do not know. Um, Ruby Tuesday, massively up in class, but heavy tracker. Uh, yeah, 
Misteed, um, I was on it last time. Absolute, absolute pest of a thing. But um, mm. best runs are on soft and has blinkers on. So $17, maybe. But, um, yeah, that's the kind of mental torture I'm going through to even come up with anything in this race. I know what you mean. I sort of found a, a few in So Taken and Savine and had a look at the map and I thought, oh, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really that keen to be throwing him out there. And oh, look, well, I think it's one of those. Just wait for the card, see how it's unfolding. If they're making ground from the back, I'll probably have something small on. Perfect pitch is a wet tracker at 33 to 1 as well, but it, it's run last at Canberra or something first up. So, you know. Anyway. Yeah. I think, I think from memory, was it wide without cover on that occasion? Yeah, it was only a thousand metres, which yeah. probably shouldn't have been too bad for it first up, but it, it was beaten a hell of a long way. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we'll try and find something out of this Rose Hill card. There's some bests, some values, some lay bets. Mark Shan, I'll throw to you first. Um, I thought Stockman is on the seven-day backup. Uh, ran in the last race on Saturday over what fourteen hundred metres, I think it was. Up up in trip to eighteen will certainly suit him. He, he looked quite forward, so I think uh, this was a plan to have him on the seven-day backup. He's won twice on a nine-day backup, so I think the heavy track and the quick backup uh, will suit him in the eighteen hundred. So I think, in what looks a very tough day, I think Stockman best for me. Race five, number two. Okay, very good. Mark Roden, anything for yourself? Um, not as far as the best bet. Uh, I haven't actually got, I haven't done race four or five yet, so um, I've got a couple to go. But um, I'd say uh, if you want to lay one, if, if it stays under $4, he runs away in the first. should be double-figure odds on a wet track, but I suspect they might scratch it. But um, that if it stays in, it could make the market and make, uh, make that a half-reasonable betting race. All right, very good. Thank you to you both. Uh, we'll review it on Monday. But until then, enjoy uh, the last day of Cup Week and then also the card at Rose Hill. Hopefully it's not too wet, but uh, I think I'm saying that a bit in jest. Uh, until then, guys, go well. Thanks, Pete.